This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is August 9th, and the Yankees just completed a three-game sweep versus the Chicago White Sox. We had a fun game. We had a pretty bad extra innings game that is good because we won. And then we had like a regular old mediocre kind of fun game. Three wins, though. Back in the good graces are the Yankees in our Yankee fans' lives. Let's talk Yanks. All right, thank you very much for those of you that are joining in. If you're a new listener, because we got a lot of new listeners from that brutal Red Sox series, which I don't even know why I opened with it. What a what a rude thing of me to do for everyone that tuned into the show to get reminded right away. I apologize about that. We got a lot of new listeners, so if you're uh, listening for the first time to a happy episode, we welcome you. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host Jake, who's back in Denver after his East Coast rendezvous. Jake, how you doing? I'm good, man. Today was kind of my jet lag day. Uh, felt it a little bit. Uh, got to see our buddy Jared from college. He, uh, you won't find, you won't find more genuine free spirits in your life than Jared. He, uh, he's a he wanderlust. He has a United Companions Pass, and he lives in Jackson Hole. So, like, if he he can fly anywhere whenever he wants, as long as he flies standby. And he usually, to do that, goes Jackson Hole to Denver and then goes wherever he wants. So, like, every two months, I'll get a text that's like, yo, dude, in Denver for eight hours. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, if, I have, if I'm available, I'll see you. So I got to see him for a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, start, started to get the East Coast fatigue kick in, start getting settled into life again, and... uh Hey, we got some winning Yankees baseball, which was pretty nice. Yeah. And this episode, we didn't we didn't have anyone sponsor last episode because it was a depressing episode. Why would we pin that on anyone? So we actually have a, a ton of new sponsors for this show. So this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by Are you ready, Jake? Are you ready? I, Here we go. I, I think is brought so. to you by Kenny Johnson. Now, Kenny Johnson, that might be a duplicate because I forget where we left off. Also, Tate Shumud, Chris Bear. Brady Levero, Mason Nice, David Johnson, Sandra Grazzi. I feel like I said Sandra Grazzi already. Coulda. Zeng. Ooh, that's tough. I apologize about this. Zegin, Zegni. I don't, Nick Carpino, Rusheraj, Nikolov Durov. This is tough, dude. They're giving me so many tough names. Brian Stickler, appreciate the easy name, and Asher Dreidel. So those are the most recent subscribers on Patreon, our Patreon, our patrons. They get, if you, uh, $2 a month, you get early access, video access, 
extra content access, and you get your name put in a raffle at the end of each month for a affordable jerseys, Yankees jersey of your choice. Anyone you want. Any number you want. No, so it's crazy. You you add your own accent to the sum of the names just because you kind of get flowing. And it's tough to say if those names have that whatever accent you put on it. Oh, they definitely don't. Like um, like Brady Levero. Like some came out like Polish. Some come out Latin. I, I don't know. That's tough. I'm just running through them, man. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for thank you for subscribing and, and supporting us. Thank you. All right. And and hey, yeah. I have I have actual like audio tools. First first full up with audio tools. So if I sound great, shout out to John Boy for lining it up. If you can't hear me at all, it's cuz I'm terrible with technology. And if it sounds really bad, well, uh, sorry about you. We got Jake a mic. I gave him a yeah. mic. So we're this should cut the internet out of the equation every time it breaks up or sounds choppy and I've said to say that again. We shouldn't have to do that anymore because you're recording sans internet on your end. That's good. You think the people didn't like that? I, someone actually DM'd me and said, like, oh, I'm going to miss that. It sounded like Jake was calling into the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first time, long time. All right. We got some stuff to talk about. Before we get into this games, though, we did have a little bit of off-the-field news drama this uh, these last couple days, which we haven't had for a while. Like We always... Try to open up with these, we used to call it swinging bunts, these soft storylines that aren't on-field play. We had first the Yankees officially announced that Jacoby Ellsbury had some hip surgery and he's going to be out for six months. So the question of where's Jacoby, what's Jacoby doing is finally answered. He had surgery. He's out for six months. Uh, Jake, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, man, I it it came a little bit from a sarcastic and defensive place from before the season, but Jacoby Ellsbury was a big asset on the team at the end of last year. He had a huge September, um, obviously a shell of himself and what got him that big contract. He was just hated by the Yankees community because of it. And again, like the dude got paid and accepted a paycheck. Like, don't don't rip into him for that. Um, and Hey man, how much Shane Robinson we've been seeing lately, which could be like decent Jacobsbury, Jacoby Ellsbury baseball. So it's, um, the fact that Shane started like five of our last eight games is the only thing like, man, actually, actually it would be nice to have Jacoby right now. Almost perfect timing for Jacoby to have that little backup narrative going. Um, otherwise, I mean, the roster problems that we've discussed for half the season would have been a lot more chaotic. Who knows what kind of action it could have possibly caused, whether trading people or, or moving other people. But, um, I don't know, man. I, it's uh, like uh, a lot of reactive people probably want to hear like, oh, thank God that guy's garbage. Good thing he's out for the season. We don't have to waste a roster spot. But like this guy could have been a really useful player for us in a lot of situations so i don't know I, but clint's I, still above him like if clint didn't have a concussion you'd still take him over jacoby my, my thought on this and then i don't want to spend too much time on jacoby elsewhere but my thought on this is that the yankees definitely knew that there was a tear here he needed surgery and it, and it sounds like they tried to to really just go to the bottom of that well to see what they could do to get him to play this year without the surgery. And that's why, like, we kept hearing hip thing, back thing. 
and I think they were making up injuries to try and see what if they were doing any preemptive measures to try and get him to be able to play before having the surgery is pretty serious. I heard like it's not it's not like bones were got removed. Like it's like no, it's like I don't I don't know. But that's yeah, what I heard. Mean, six months. Six <laughs> like months. That's, yeah, that's All not right. just going into the doctor and get something checked up. I do. It it just. It sucks, and I mean, we try to be realistic about things, but like, who knows what like was fully going on behind the back scenes? Like, I don't think they were trying to hide Jacoby Ellsbury this year, but I also think there was a little bit of like, don't rush. Hey, if you've got an injury, dog, like let's <laughs> let's go in on it and get it right. And I think this was like the final one that you know broke the camel's back, and they were like, if we do this one, it's see you next year. So hey, hey, get better. How about yep. that? Uh, let's burn game one. We could do that. Are you ready? I think so, man. I think so. All right. Here we go. Game one, Lance Lynn versus – well, I'll let you say it. Here we go. Game one in Chicago. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one, Yankees need a win real bad after the Red Sox series. Dylan Covey for Chicago against Lance Lynn making his Yankees debut as a starter. We're scoreless until top four. This Hicks, this Hicks, unstoppable. RBI single. Glaber breaks casual dinner date rules and orders the same. 2-0 Yanks. <laughs> Next inning, Higgy Bear scores on a wild pitch. And then Sir Didi Gregorius RBI single. 4-0 Yanks after five. Meanwhile, Lance Lynn was quacktastic. 7.1 innings pitch, two hits, nine Ks. Not the hero we deserve, but the one we needed. Glaber puts one into the seats late. Disco Neal punches one 430 feet, because, uh, yeah, he does. Your final score is 7 nothing Yanks. Linsanity begins again in the Bronx. What a fun game. How good was my breaks casual dinner date rules? Jess? That was a good, that was, was a really good, good right? one. That was a good that was one. A good spin um, on a normal. That joke. was a that was a fun game, man. We were they really really. We'll get into the the players obviously later on, but just like a a, a lopsided win with a solid pitching performance and some home runs, some dancing, like that was just what the doctor ordered. Is that what that saying is? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, this is, I this was our like most clean win. I mean, it depends how you, you'd quote-unquote label clean wins, but, like, two weeks at least, going beyond that, like, our cleanest win in about, <laughs> like, almost like a month, man. Like, we just, there was no, like, dominant victories for a little while. I mean, since the All-Star break, I, we there's a 7-2 there's a to win <laughs> Sonny Gray's uh, last good start against Kansas City. Um, before that, you have to go before the All Star break. So yeah, it was it was refreshing. I think that's a good word. Yeah, it's a good word. Um, Lance Lynn was amazing. More on that later. Any other storylines? Was there any other decisions from this game? I mean, uh, Higgy started, but that was a given because Romine had just caught five in a row. Romine, Voigt, and Robinson were on the bench, so it was like a good lineup too. Yeah, we uh well, I guess and this will be kind of a continuing story, but Neil Walker starting at third, Anduhar the DH. Yeah, and they're um, saying that Anduhar wasn't being punished or benched, but he definitely was. Do you want to have that conversation right now or do you have anything lined up with 
Walker and Anuar in the future of this episode? I, I think it comes up later a little bit, right? All right. Um, sure, I, th- sure. I think it should. Um, only thing that really's really's really jumping off the page besides how like dominant Lance Lynn was. Um, it was it Lance Lynn and AJ Cole. And like, we kind of needed to rest the bullpen a little bit. And that was just all of that was big. It's huge. All right, let's go on to game two. This was a whirlwind of emotions. This was like, like, dude, were you traveling? Do you, were you, were you watching this game live? I was back. I, I had traveled back early. I, I watched the game. It was nuts. Oh, it, it was, it was, I was live on Periscope for most of it because it, it was exhausting. a close game. When they're close, I go live on Periscope. It's just like brutal, man. It's like brutal on the brain, really. It, it I had a headache. Exhausting. I was dizzy. It felt like Clint probably. Oh. See? That's making light of a concussion. Like kind of, and that's still even touchy. Yeah. Um, but – Jack Black on SVP Sports Center right now. Gonna have to watch that after this. Can't believe I just made light of a concussion. Naturally, didn't even like. That was that was rude of me. You did great, man. All oh right, yeah, it was rude. <laughs> was rude, but. <laughs> let's burn game two. Let's burn game two. On your mark, get set, burn. Reynaldo Lopez versus Karsten Charles Sabathia CC. A little bit of a pitcher's duel at Guaranteed Rate Field. Oh my God. Go back to Comiskey Field. Jose Abreu. Remember that name. Sack Fly. It's 1 0 Socks. How about CC Sabathia? 5.2 innings pitch, 12 Ks. Most strikeouts by an old guy since Randy Johnson in 08. Wow. But the Yanks had no runs until the 7th. That dude, Andujar, solo shot. Wow. It's one-to-one. We're going into the 10th. Bunos Contos, Michael K. How about that? 10th inning. Stanton full count. Oppo Taco Alert. Three-to-one Yanks. Big sigh of relief. Zach Britton in the close to save Chappie's arm. Oh, no. Two-run homer to that man from before. Abreu. It's three-to-three going into the 11th. Sonny Gray into relief. Gasp. He looks great. We're into the 13th. That dude again. Andujar, RBI single. Sonny holds three shutout to get the win. Big sigh of relief and a low-key big win for the Yanks. Final 4-3. to three. Confusing emotional game. Yeah. Because you're happy they won, but there's a lot of bad that happened. But then, then I was talking to someone on DMs, and it was like, there was a lot of good that happened, too. But the no-hitting, basically one hit through, like, eight innings or whatever it was. Right. Bad. Right. Britain blowing that inning. Terrible. Those bad. were the only two bad things. I mean, one of them is that bad. literally the offense didn't hit for nine innings, so you can't say that's just, like, right. one thing. But if you want to look at the positives from this game, CC dealt after a bunch of rough starts. 12 strikeouts was awesome. He looked pretty good, really sharp. Green, well, he only did one. D-Rob looked good. Batances looked amazing. And then Holder comes in in like a really close spot. I didn't realize Chapman was unavailable, so I was like, I was all over Boone. Like, that's right. just a really stupid move. Now I, I I had to collect my brain, think about it. It makes sense that Chapman is unavailable. Through like forty pitches, give him two days off. We had Britain, you think? Um, 
So I thought bringing Holder in there before Britain was crazy, but now when Britain's the closer, I mean, Britain doing bad is bad, but Holder doing good. And then Sonny, man, that's like a huge positive, a huge positive. And you have Giancarlo being the man, hitting a, a clutch home run to take the lead in the 10th. That's a positive. And then you have the team not getting demoralized after Britain ties it and fighting and coming back, getting a lot of base hits. So now that I'm a day out, I can look back at that game and say there are a lot of positives that happened, but it was it was exhausting. And and Britain, Britain blowing that dude. I mean, that was just the the gut punch of all gut punches. Yeah, and it was tough because I. I was trying to put my baseball hat on there and like there's one guy on the White Sox that you can't let beat you and it's Jose Abreu but at the same time there was a runner on base so if you put if you ended up putting Abreu on now you're bringing the the winning run to the plate so you can't really pitch around him then you're setting yourself up for worse failure um yeah, man. I mean, CC was getting the strikeouts, and it was one of those things like it, was, it turned into a when it rains it pours, and it like really was like it almost he had like the eight strikeouts through four or whatever it was, and then it was like all right, might as well just keep striking these dudes out. Yeah, um, he was using his changeup a lot, which he doesn't use that often. And then on the Yankees side, I I tweeted this during the game, and it was just like. They couldn't get, like, the one break that you need to, like, bust an inning open. Like, I remember there was a close, like, Greg Bird 3-2 pitch. There was, like, a hard grounder to Moncada. I, I mean, forget the, it, the robbed catches by Angle two games in a row, that was Oh, bullshit. yeah, Angle. If you didn't watch, go, like, YouTube or whatever you search. Just look up Angle White Sox catches. He robbed two homers this series. And, like, dude, I center, center field and third base, I'm a sucker for. And, I mean, it was just beautiful. Um, so you got to give him credit, but it sucked. Um, but yeah, you just saw like the Yankees were looking for that last break and like, what was, I think I'm saying this twice now, but the hump that broke the camel's back and like CC was five and two thirds and like, he got that last batter. He couldn't get him out. And you're like, again, it's, it's a little thing, but like if CC gives you six innings, 12 strikeouts and he comes back to the dugout and you don't have a run, like that dugout starts looking at each other and like, yo, let's go, fellas. Like, we got to do something. And it's like they just couldn't get that little snap to get going. Um, and then, yeah, Stanton kind of saved the day. Britain kind of blew the day. And then uh, – No, Britain blew the day. Yeah. And it hey, – it, well, well, we'll see if we get to him. But it, it was Jose Abreu. He threw him a pitch. Abreu got it, and that's – it's a little bit that's baseball, Susan. I know it's not fun, but... And in the end, we win, and Andrew Hart comes through with a home run and then the, the clutch RBI at the end, so... Sonny yeah, Gray, I mean, Sonny Gray, there's a lot of individual storylines. I'm sure that I'm sure that game accounts for a lot of the awards we're going to give out later. Uh, Sonny, Sonny Gray, 9-8 and eight on the season, so... 9-8 and eight on the season now? Yeah. Wow. You like that's, that? That's, that's fantastic. Seve's 16-5. and five. Yeah, right? Dude. He just got a 16th win today. <laughs> uh, 15. No. Uh, I think so, bud. Well, maybe think... next time we'll get 16. There you go. There you go. All right. There you go. That's how you, that's how you fix it. All right. Uh, let's just do game three today. Let's do game three. Game three. Need the sweep. Need a savvy rebound. White Sox suck. So, 
Mm. Let's, if you don't know, now you're about to know. Let's see how this game went. On your mark, get set, burn. Yankees trying to bust out the broomsticks in the south side. South side, we gonna set this party off right. Ooh, Kanye. But some of my haters still say Kane. Throwback season. Giolito versus Severino. A couple Paisans on the mound. Not really, but White Sox on the board early. Abreu, RBI double. Palka, RBI single in the first. Oh, boy, Seve in trouble again. The Yanks would support their ace. Romine, they didn't even know. RBI single. Shane Robinson still on the roster despite all odds. RBI <laughs> single. And then Giancarlo. Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Home run. Grand Salami. Grand Salami from Giancarlo. Hixie and Tim Anderson for the Sox with solo shots in the fifth. Nice, guys. And it would lead to your final score, 7-3 Yanks. Seve goes seven strong, eight Ks to green to holder. Yankees win and Yankees sweep. Let's go, Yanks. Sweep. Needed a sweep, dude. I will say everyone always demands a sweep versus bad teams, and I'm always like you can't get mad if you don't sweep a team. It's hard to come by sweeps. Yankees needed to sweep this series. Um, coming off the Red Sox sweep, anything like anything else would have been uh, an upset, like still upset, okay. But with the sweep, they did what they needed to do. We got some good pitching and Sebi looking better. My mindset's pretty good right now. I'm I'm able to flip. Yeah, and I think the the greedy part you just talked about. Um, like the Yankees hadn't had a sweep since. Do you know this? That that was just me kind of being rude there because the I last the time the Yankees swept, yeah, I think it was before the the series before they got swept by the Rays. They swept probably a um, AL, probably an AL. I want to say like. The Twins or something. Okay. Turned into bad podcast radio. You had the before the race series, right? It was Seattle. They sw- they swept Seattle. Swept Seattle, um, then got swept was, by the Rays, then two. That was June 19th. Yeah, then Philly um, and Braves, right? And then, yeah. Whatever. So, okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we, we talk about splitting series and winning series as much as you can, all that. But uh, sweeping a series is a pretty cool thing. Um, oh, hot take there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, over – Almost a month and a half. I mean, Domingo Herman started the first game of that series. Um, so, yeah, the the sweep was big. And, like, I, I don't know if we're going to do this full spiel now. But, like, this is, this is why coming into the Sox series, I said, let's just get out with a split. Because the Yankees schedule, <laughs> I don't want to say sweep city coming up, but they're playing bad teams. And teams that you can confidently say coming into a series, like, yo, sweep this. Yeah, um, I mean, division for me is completely not even being looked at right now. Like, I, I don't don't tell me the Red Sox scores when we get out of this twenty-seven game stretch or whatever versus these shitty teams. I'll look up then, see where we're at, and see if I'm going to start paying attention if we get it within five or four before we play them again. But right now, 
you can't I, I don't even want to like I, I wish I could put you know how you can mute words on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could mute the word Red Sox on my brain. Because I don't care. It's it's the division's out of reach in my brain until those twenty seven games are up. Then I'll look and see what's going on. But daily I can't do it. Let's worry about building our wild card lead. Cause you need home if you're if we're gonna play that wild card game, we better be the home team. Yeah, you start getting into those ugly sports phrases, one game at a time, and focus on what you can, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're playing bad teams. I'll I'll just run through it quick. White Sox, Rangers, one game against the Mets, Rays, Toronto, Miami, Baltimore, White Sox again, Detroit, and then that brings <sighs> us to the A series, September third. So like. Hey, so does baseball I, is baseball like a, a problem because we're Yankees fans? Uh, we don't really see this, but like there's so many teams that are tanking and like bad. Like when the Tigers play the White Sox right now, do you do you have any like if a, a diehard White Sox or diehard Tigers fan says like Yeah, I'm not really interested. I'm kind of like back burner right now. Like, do you even blame them? And those, there's a lot of teams out there where I wouldn't blame the fans for putting the, their own team on the back burner for a little bit. I think there's a gap in the season, and we just kind of hit it. Where like, if you're, because every team has a chance to start the year. I know that's another bad sports phrase, but like, look at the Braves this year. They weren't supposed to do anything. The Phillies have been more upstart than they were supposed to be. Um, but so you do that part of the season, and you see where you're at, and then it's like selling people before the deadline. Um, all that jazz and, you know, maybe you're giving some guys more innings just to get them sold. Um, I think we just kind of crossed that. And if you're one of those teams, I mean, it's kind of seeing what the young guys can put together and who figures it out, who's going to be around next year. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's in every sport. I mean, the NBA for the past couple years and the next year coming up, there's one team that's going to win it. <laughs> And yeah, it's it's, half the game, NBA, so. NBA ratings and stuff are through the roof. So I, I, I don't think those are relatable. I mean, at the same time, I know what you're saying. Like it's <laughs> an NBA game. You could tune into a couple bad teams and say, oh, there's Porzingis or there's someone like that. You tune into the White Sox Tigers game late August. I mean, tough to get jazzed up about four Nick Castellanos at bats or something like that. You know, my, my other point was, are the white Sox? they were supposed to have the best, do they still have the best farm in baseball? But th- I feel like they've been rebuilding. This is like their third year of rebuilding where the Phillies and the Braves and the Yankees even like rebuilt in a year and a half. Like what, why are the white Sox taking forever to be good? I mean, yeah, it it starts to get unfair because we just talked about those other teams being ahead of schedule. Um, and, yeah, they just, like, re-ranked the farm systems and things like that. And, man, it's – I don't know. It's kind of – it's how dynamic. I mean, Juan Mokata was the number one prospect in baseball. And, you know, you, you can get into all these different Twitter arguments and things like that. Um, and, I mean, right now he's he's a bad baseball player. And so, I mean, what do you put that on? Is it young? Is there one thing that's wrong with them? Is it all of it? Um, so, yeah, it's it's a lot of things. I think the when they did the Chris Sale trade, it was Moncada and a big pic- pitcher, a Kopech. I yeah, think. I think he's making his debut they, soon. They yeah, said, they, so they said his name a few times. I think he was in the Futures game, and, and he's supposed to be a beast. So I think it's a little bit of, you know, 
if if the White Sox were doing better, would that Kopech guy be up? Probably. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that. Um, and yeah, like guys like Moncada. I mean, dude, look at look at this lineup after Abreu. I mean, Tim Anderson. I saw they were doing a bobblehead night for him. He's like. 231, 281 OBP, 14 homers. I mean, most, most errors ever at shortstop in a single season. Yeah. So it's, I, I mean, there's, there's a few things. There's not a lot of things that you're highlighting. Did you hear the Jose Abreu all star story that they told today? Yeah. They said Jeter was, <laughs> Ruco said Jeter was fluent in Spanish. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And you wonder what fluid means. Fluent. Well, fluent, yeah. I think it means very good. But no, I get well, what you're saying. The, like you the Abreu out. story was incredible, though. They they did the classic, like, gather the team up. We're about to announce our all-star. And they said it was Jose Abreu. And he apologized to the team. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, we're, I, if, like he took it as like, oh, I'm the all-star. I should be doing a lot better, so we're doing better. And I think everyone else is probably looking around like, eh, it doesn't exactly work like that, dude. But, like, thanks. Yeah. Um. All right, let's go back to uh, let's. We can do awards. We can do awards. Do we want to talk? Oh, th- I was listening to uh, some drive time uh, WFAN, and sure. they, they they did three hours today on bird batting four. Like, You're dude, right. I I hope we get to the spot where we have listeners that we can we can maybe go daily. I don't know, like way in the future, like daily. Um, live callers. It'd be cool if we could set up a show like that way in the future. We're at the beginning right, right. now. But God damn it, if I spend three hours discussing one guy's position in the lineup, I'll blow my fucking brains out. They did three hours, I swear. They did three hours on Bird batting cleanup for one game. And we'll get to Bird later. But what do you think about these lineups? Shane Robinson played again. Walker played twice at third. Um, Didi got a rest. In the end, we swept. So I can't be upset about it anymore is how my brain works. Like, we won every game, and the players got rested, which can't be a bad thing. So I'm not upset about it anymore. But I I don't like seeing Shane Robinson in the lineup so much. I got to say. Yeah, and another, I mean, hopefully my final corny baseball line for the night is um, winning cures everything. I guess that's a general sports one, but, like, you know, we talk about the crazy lineup stuff, like Didi got the day off today. I think you had a tweet that was like, we've only seen like our best lineup twice in 11 days or something like Tw- that. The 12 games since Judge got hurt, only two times have we seen all the regulars play. So yeah, if you're, if you're winning, you're a genius. Boone is keeping the guys fresh for the end of the year run. If you're losing, you're saying, put the good guys in. Yeah, um, Joe, Joe's McFly, Joe, had a really good tweet. He was like, if if Robinson's not in the lineup tomorrow, that just means he's getting a day of rest. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. He's and like a regular. And if, if you're at that point, it's ridiculous. And, like, what was – it was the game two, right? Reynaldo Lopez, yeah. I mean, you're, you're resting guardy, you know, uh, a lefty against Lopez. Like, you're going to bump into lefties eventually and, like – then give Guardy the day off, especially while Judge is out and things like that. Um, yeah, I didn't like but it. I don't like it before the games, but since we won, and, right. then, and then you're thinking, okay, Boone thinks we can win these games without the A-plus lineup. We just had the brutal series versus Boston, a ton of games in a row, a doubleheader somewhere before that. 
why don't I try and give like Guardian Didi have been playing a lot of games. Give them a, a rest in this series because it's coming. It'll mean a lot because it's coming right off the brutal Boston series, and it's versus a team we can beat without our A plus lineup. So in the end, Boone or whoever makes the lineup was correct. We won with Robinson in the lineup with Higgy playing two games, uh, but it it sucks to see. It sucks to see it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's also an easy cop out for us to sit here and say that because again, you don't know actual fatigue and minor injuries and things like that. Um, and again, they won, but uh, yeah, man. And and then and then what's our counter argument to this? They win the first two games of the series and rock the White Sox. So then, game three, do they throw out a lineup with you know three of? the three main guys sitting out or whatever it is. And then if they lose that game, we say, you know, Booney punted on that game. So, Hey, it worked this time. And dude, again, sports centers in the background right now. I just forgot about the whole bug thing. We should have opened with that. Oh, that was incredible. I took my time. I rushed. This is some inside Instagram shit, Jake. Sure. I rushed to edit that video to get it up because people want to see it. It's interesting. I want right. I want to put it out there so people share it with each other and see it, right? Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, a moth flew into the umpire's ear, like deep into his ear. Um, and then they they went over to Dono, uh, the trainer for the Yankees. See, and Dono was first using a um, Q-tip to get to get it out because he didn't know really what was happening. Like He probably pushed that shit more in. Um yeah. was like, no, we need tweezers. Pulled it out himself. A live moth was yeah. flapping around. So I rushed to get that on the inst- the the social media world for everyone. Sure. Right. I put it on Instagram. Ten seconds later, some like um, some like shitty Instagram account that just post just like completely took the video, just like screenshotted on their phone and posted on their account. Didn't give me any credit. And it's like I get it. That's the Yankees newscast. Right. Like I'm stealing. But I rushed my ass off to edit that, and then all you did was just post it. Not give me any credit, you sons of bitches. Sorry, but I, dog. I, 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 you can't complain because, like, I stole it. But if you want to see an old, happy, out of shape, bald man holding a moth with tweezers in his hands, then check out Steve Donahue because there's a couple shots of him just having the time of his life. You could read his lips. He was like, it's a moth <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> Scary. That's so. that happened to me. I'd be shaking my head for hours. Like ooh, ooh. Oh, dude, I I would have made a scene. Oh, I'm, such I'd a drop scene. Dead. Moth goes straight into my ear. I might just drop on the ground, and start banging my head on the ground. Oh yeah, out. dude. I don't run into the, I don't run into the dugout. I just start. I go full nut job. Middle. I mean, of the when field. you get water in your ear and you can't get it out, I mean that's that's like crazy inducing stuff. When your ears that... don't pop after an airplane. Oh, That's sure. horrible. I think that leads us into awards, right? Yeah, awards are brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. Go there for all your jersey needs. They got Yankees. They got other teams, too, but who gives a shit about them? Yankee jerseys, home jerseys, away jerseys, majestic, manufactured in Pennsylvania, with less than $100, I think 99 was the last I looked. One time they dropped it down to like 95 on me. Confused me. Uh, order those for yourself. No names on the back. It's hard to find jerseys on the internet without names on the back that are less than a hundred dollars. Really hard. I bought mine. I bought one off eBay once because 
It was my only option. It smelled like shit, so. It smelled like Salvation Army. Which not, ain't always bad. But it ain't always good. So, awards. Jake, it's not Sunday, so you get to go first. Yeah, it's me, right? Yeah, which is, which is bullshit. I would like to go first. But you can go first. No, it's funny. I think I'm going to flip the script on you a little bit and be nice to you during awards, which I'm normally not. Well, I'm first gonna... award we give out is Pride of the Yankees, if you're a new-time listener. My Pride of the Yankees is going to be Giancarlo Stanton. Nice. That was If you took who you know I want, which you're, which you're letting me have, and I appreciate that, I was going to have to do Stanton because you tell why. It's your award. Uh, thanks, man. Why don't you just shut your, shut your mouth? Hey man, I, in you know, I ever since I had that one tweet just go crazy viral. Um, I just think I'm infectious now. Ooh, there's a little wordplay, but um, I mean let's let's just run through the storyline real quick. December we get Stanton for nothing. You know, Jeter's still on the Yankee side. We just have to pay the guy the big money. Sure, whatever. April rolls around. We're booing Stanton. Tough month. Couple just. Crazy games. The uh, platinum sombrero, is that the term? Yep. Uh, five strikeouts in a game. He's getting boo-birds in the stadium. Yankee fans are bad fans because they're booing him. No, they just kind of want to see good baseball. May, June comes around. Okay, this this guy's solid. He's, he's starting to figure it out. The weird stance is what it is. Um, okay, you know, if this is the stand we get, this is this is still okay. And then, you know, the, the dude gets hot. July, we kind of get the player we were looking for. And now, dude, just think of what this guy actually did. His his numbers aren't crazy from the series, except the six RBIs, um, which I guess is crazy. Dude, he hits the two-run homer to help win the game. That again, I said is low-key huge. Like, if, if we are going to go on a winning streak and start doing impressive stuff, you kind of need that game. Um, or you can't lose games like that. And then... Uh, today he hits the Grand Slam to open it up. And if you think about it, you and me, we've talked about fear in a lineup before. Usually it's before like a Yankees-Red Sox series, and it's like, who in that lineup do you not want to see with guys on? And Stan's kind of the only guy right now. I mean, yeah. let's let's call a spade a spade. And he, when he needed to be that guy, he was that guy. And this is something we talked about before the season. If there were injury stuff, he's the guy that can put put a team on his back for like two weeks. And I think this series was, or two of the games in this series were a huge chunk of that. Um, and and I don't know. Again, he's a, he's a guy that normally we at the end of a at the end of the podcast for a month we've been going like oh you know Stanton had another good series that's pretty nice it's like no dude this this is the guy in our lineup right now so it's it was big yeah needs needs to come to task and he had a great he he was one of the only guys that had a good Red Sox series and now here he is and he only had three hits this series I think but one was a grand slam and the others a home run when we needed it the most on a three two pitch so. Uh, he's definitely deserving of pride of the Yankees. My pride of the two, Yankees. Both home runs were three, two home runs. Nice. And both the right field. Yeah. My pride of the Yankees is Lance Lynn. It's, he should be. And hey, you, you owe me one. Cause if you don't think I want to talk about that dripping bag of meat, you're wrong. What a shot of gusto. 
what did he just give the Yankees? Like just complete masculinity, toxic masculinity. Like the feminists were probably mad watching that pitching performance. Just the most cup arrangements I've seen. I had a pitch that I had a tweet. I said, after, after every strikeout, he turns off the mound and he looks like a drunk guy exiting the saloon, happy about wherever the night's going to take him. Excited yeah. to see what are we getting into tonight? I mean, grab and go pitcher was just firing it in there. Here's my fastball. After one strikeout, he turned around and he said, right down the middle, got him. Like, that's awesome. I don't know. Wasn't expect. I did not expect to fall in love with Lance Lynn, a.k.a. El Grosso, a.k.a. Big Ugly, a.k.a. Hot Body Handsome Face. I actually don't think he's gross. Like, he cleaned up very well. <laughs> he, looks, he looks fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I think he looks pretty decent. Just big. Um, I mean, that was exactly what we needed. And his if his quote doesn't endear you to him, when Eric Boland, beat writer, tweeted out that Lance Lynn watched the Boston game from his hotel room in Chicago because he flew out ahead of time to get good night's sleep rest. And he said, when I saw the ending, I went right to sleep knowing I had to I had to show up for the guys. He knew, like, I had to give him length and be good. And, hey, that's exactly what he did. I think we'll get into Sonny later, but this is what I said to you on the podcast when we talked about the whole who should be the next starter, Sonny or um, Lance. And I said, we have to see what Lance Lynn can give us because if that man is a hero, we need to get him going right away for this team. And we're one for one. Now, I, we'll see what the future brings. But that was – it was great pitching and a lot of fun. Lended itself to a ton of jokes. Just his machismo on the mound. Right. And I was I, – <laughs> I almost wanted to preface it because we're going to be so over the top that I could see people not liking it. Um but I mean, when's when's the last time we really saw someone bring in the pitching and the masculinity like this? And like, uh, hey, I yeah. Oh, did I just pee on myself in the men's bathroom? Yeah. But did I just ride a, ride away in my Harley with <laughs> a good-looking girl at the bar? I mean, we haven't seen this since what? David Wells? Is that dramatic? I don't know. Let's let's. I'm trying to. Think. I guess I mean CC has it from an angle, but his is more angry, big guy, tough guy. Like they're like covering Lan- two different Lan- spectrums Lance of America. Lynn's, Lance Lynn's the guy that, like, he looks at someone who just ran a marathon, and then like he chugs a beer in front of his <laughs> in front of that guy, and then smashes the bottle on his head, and's like, "Well, cool marathon, but <laughs> can you do that?" There, there's a quote on Wikipedia about how Lance Lynn couldn't control his weight with the Cardinals. So he was turning to like um, Wainwright, whatever pitchers, those, the classic pitchers that were on the Cardinals back then. And uh, they like, he, the line says something like he had to substitute his favorite food and drink beer and pizza <laughs> <laughs> for, for vodka and some other type of food. And it's just like, yeah, man. had to go. Lance had to Lynn go comes from up beer. to Lance Lynn. Beer and pizza to vodka and lasagna, something light. <laughs> yeah, let me let me find let me find the actual things. But it's like what a hilarious thought process. Like 
Hey, Lance Lynn. Hey, uh, Wainwright, I'm trying to watch my figure. Like, I really need to lose weight, stay in shape. W- what's your secret? He's like, ah, uh, I eat healthy. Well, you know, you eat healthy. What have you been eating, Lance? He's like, oh, well, I just beer and pizza. It's my favorite. I'll scrap that and switch to vo- like switching the vodka. Come on. There's another actually like weird line in his um, Wikipedia that, that kind of goes against everything that we're making him out to be. Has switching to vodka ever been the solution? Not for me because I I get blackout and like forget. I just am a terrible person. Well, I think that's Lynn almost also the consensus, repla- man. He replaced beer and pizza with water and more vodka. Okay. I didn't know that he had attitude problems in in St. Louis too. That's like what Wikipedia says. He didn't. He used to get in fights with the Adi Molina, and then he kept, like had a completely turned face where. He changes what his Wikipedia says, which is untrustworthy. But anyway, back to like the super macho man on on the mound that was grabbing his dick every two seconds and just hurling fastballs. I love this style of pitching. Yeah, man, it's it's attacking hitters, and it's like what we've been begging Sonny Gray to do for months, and then Sonny kind of did it in relief, which was it's almost just as mind numbing. But uh, yeah, man, and I mean, people, I. We just had some internet issues. I I don't have his stats in front of me, but like Lance Lynn was really good for a period of time. Um, So, I mean, it's not like it's out of nowhere, but it's baseball is one of these weird sports that it's and it's why the trade trade deadlines becoming more like prolific. But like, hey, Lance Lynn's had a couple good months. He joins a mad team to joining a really good team. And he's like, well, shoot. I'm just going <laughs> to bury the hatchet if I, you know, he went from being on the Twins where if he gives up two runs, he might lose a game, where if he gives up two runs, he's a hero in pinstripes. So I, I don't know. It's just all mentality and confidence. And um, I think we said this about the Porcello start, but I don't know. As a pitcher, like once you see it start happening, it's like, well, shoot, I'm going to keep throwing it until you prove I can't, you know? Yep, you get just like a super boost of confidence. Like, okay, that's working. Keep doing it. He hasn't. He's never had an ERA uh, above three point nine seven in his one, two, three, four, five and a half years as a pro. In two thousand fourteen, he had a two point seven four ERA, two hundred innings pitched, two point seven four ERA. I mean, yeah, man. Him, Kershaw wasn't a super carpenter. Where like. The, the three studs when the Cardinals were really rolling. Yep. So he's definitely getting another start, and we'll see if this continues. But that was a lot of fun and, and needed fun. And, I, I mean, uh, aside from the fun, he could have been like, I don't know, some some nerd up there pitching. Like, what's that? Who's the nerd pitcher on the Cubs? Um, Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been like personalityless mathematician Kyle Hendricks. And given that performance, still would have been great. The jokes were just you know, sprinkles on top. So he's my pride of the Yankees. Just exactly what they needed. Yeah, and we, uh, I, I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about another gentleman coming up. But like we've talked about personalities and how they handle New York a little bit. And um, if you bring that personality to New York, and you can bring it even a little bit, you're a hero. <laughs> like you're, you're beloved, man. 
Like, yep. that's why I and said like if, a couple, if Lance Lynn goes going. out next start and goes five innings, four runs, and he goes, yeah, I kind of, I kind of suck today. Like, oh my god, he's the teddy bear of the city. Everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's 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 all looking good right now for Lance. Right. Because of his own doing. All right, let's go on to uh, uh, let's get negative. I guess it's uh, Yankee motherfucker. Dude, we haven't had a light like MF in a while. This is kind of nice. Um. This time I won't give you the layup. I'll I'll take Zach Britton. Um, we we traded for him. We talked about it kind of being a su- surplus, almost defending Houston and Boston from getting him. And then we get him. And then the conversation that everyone kind of forgot that we had was like, hey, is this the second best guy in our bullpen? And he's kind of been treated that way since the day he came over. And so he kind of gets his first shot to close, and he blows it. He he gives up the two-run homer to Abreu, who, again, I, I gave him as little defending as I could. I mean, it's it's a really good player. It was the all-star starting first baseman, and you couldn't just put that guy on. But um, with how good Dellen looked that's almost the bigger insult to Britain. Like, there's there's almost that earn your pinstripes mentality where it's like, hey, you know, there there is a chance Britain could be the backup closer, but at this point, shoot, I, has Batanzas not earned it? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, Britain has pitched five times for the Yankees. Two of them were in blowouts. Three of them were in close games. Out of the three enclosed games, he's blown it twice. So yeah. pretty tough start um, coming over in pinstripes when he's supposed to be helping us. He's hurt us more than helped us in close games. Yeah. Very small sample size. Very, very small sample size. But, hey, I mean, when you're a reliever and we're late in the season, we're not late, but, you know, getting to the second half, can't do that shit, Zach. Motherfucker. He he better have bought Sonny, Andujar, Walker, everyone that helped win that game afterwards, whatever they wanted. Hey, what do you want? Uh, some beers. Okay, good. That was easy. Cheap. Done. Lance, you didn't do anything. But you, you're still you're drinking Andujar's beers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, that, so you took the layup for Yankee motherfucker, so now I'm up. And I have to think who my motherfucker is. But I was prepared for this, Jake, if you took Britain away from me. My Yankee motherfucker is Greg Bird. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Uh, he looked bad. And he looked, he's, he looked, you know what? But see, you're, you're of the same thought process as me. I don't easily forget a robbed home run. Uh, if that home run goes over the wall, you wonder how different this series is for him. Because he got a home run in game one. But man, is that bats like they they're just not looking great. I don't he had to hit uh in the third game, so I think he ended up like one for what was it? One for do, 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 one for twelve in this series with he did put a ball over the wall and then he put a ball to the base of the wall, like warning track shot that was pr- hit pretty hard. But I we're waiting he's Supposed to be good. And he's had like, what, three weeks of really good this season? But that's sandwiched around 
three week periods of not good. And would judge out John Carlos coming to task, Didi's coming to task, and Bird's supposed to be there, and he's not. Um, and 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 Yankees Twitter and Yankees fans are just ready to attack. Right. So if he does it, if he if he has a bad at bat, the first at bat of the game, like people are, it's like a, I have to tweet about this. He's not. Do, he didn't hit in that one at bat. I have to tweet about right. this. So. So it, it's an, it's it's annoying because it's 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 the the microscope is on every single one of his at bats. So when he's slumping like he is, is it's just in my face. It's in everyone's face. Yeah, and, and, he, I and he doesn't look great. I I don't think Booney's up for an award, so I guess we could touch upon him a little bit, um, which I guess is a good thing. <laughs> um, but. I, man, I I've been bringing up the move bird up for a little while because again I'm I'm trying to think optimal Yankees roster and I think it if he's right he's up there like splitting the big guys. Um, man, and dude, baseball's a mental game. Like, and if you're Greg Bird, he was in he was it, it hit what one for twenty, he was in like a one for twenty stretch something like that. And now that's the time you're going to get moved up to clean up. <laughs> like that's, that's a little ass backwards almost. Um, and you're right. Like he had three weeks slash a month there where he was kind of low key good. Like the stats were there, but it didn't like blow you away watching him, but it's kind of what you expected from Greg bird. So I don't know. It's, it's a little tough for me. Like I get it, man. You go one for 12 in the series and your only hit is like a, a late one in game three that didn't matter. Yeah. That's, that's not doing a ton to help the team. Yeah. I, I don't know. We bring it, Greg. (laughs) Um, I, I, I guess my spiel before is the whole thing. Like if, if this train gets in motion, I think Greg bird needs to be more up there than Glaber. Um, you know, as as much as I don't love a three-hole Aaron Hicks, I mean, he's kind of deserved it at this point. So, um, yeah, I'd give it to Greg. All right, let's move on to regular old awards. Regular old awards. Also, this guy's not going to – this guy can't get one unless the guy backing up Greg Bird right now because I'd still like to talk about that a little bit. I don't – you want to talk about Voight? I don't want to talk about Voight at all. Dude, the Luke Voigt stuff's so weird. I still just don't get it. Me neither. Why is this Cardinals AAA guy <laughs> subbing out Greg Bird in a game that's going in extra innings? I don't know, man. Just... Oh, the pinch hit, dude? I mean, people How weird, how people weird like... was that? All the confidence no, and everything that they've given Greg Bird, and he gets pinch hit just because, what, there was some soft lefty in the game? Who was twirling it? Made it? No Dude, it made no sense. Greg Bird played the whole game. Yeah, he had some bad at bats, and he and he's in a tough spot. But he's your everyday starting first baseman right now, and he's and the played day the you game. Bat him so clean up. So and he's yeah. So he's he's warmed up. He's playing the game, and in a close game, you bring in a cold. It's not you're bringing in Matt Holiday, an old guy who's like used to pinch hitting, proven. You're bringing in a cold rookie in a late-inning game using a bench spot to pinch hit because a lefty's up when Bird splits for his lefties aren't even like something to like even balk at. 
That and then and then Luke Voigt gets a hit in his next at bat, but he was already he wasn't cold anymore, so that that goes against that argument. Someone was like, "Well, you got to hit the next at bat." Yeah, but he was he wasn't cold. I, it that was weird. And then to bat him clean up. So like, what's Bird like, thinking? That's a mind fuck. Pinch hit. That's a mind fuck. I just got pinch hit in the late innings of a game, and now I'm clean up. What the fuck are you doing? There is there is like very little consistency in what Boone and the Athletic team do, and it's kind of like. If if the players care about where they hit in the lineup, and I think that's split. I don't think every player does. Like DD said, he doesn't care. It's what I mean. His approach is going to be the exact same. It just he just has to know so he can go to the box at the right time. I think some other guys definitely care. I think it's split. But if you care where you are in the lineup and want some like you know continuity, Boone and the the analytic team is just fucking you. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad we did that. Um, yep. My first regular old award, and I'm I'm just gonna jump on it because I I, <laughs> Daddy wants the mic. Is the uh, <laughs> the Who Am I award? Very existential. Sunny Gray. And it it has to be, and it is, and here's here's why I have to do this, Jim, because we give Lance Lynn all the love in the world because he deserved it. He he gave us a huge start when we asked for it. Um, and a couple things. So Sonny Gray comes in in this extra inning game that I already talked about. How there's there's some there's some underlying importance to this game. Um, he comes in. He looks incredible. He looks the Sonny Gray we've begged for, attacking the zone. Um, and again, who knows if it was rest or just reliever mentality, but the fastball was was sharp, 95, attacking with the breaking ball. It was it was great. It was the sunny gray we've all been begging for. And I guess the only other question going through my head was, you know, this the first game of the series was supposed to be Sonny Gray's start. Was it was it a little bit the Chicago White Sox not being a great team? Was it a little bit the the pressure being off Sonny Gray of not starting? But we talked about Lance Lynn giving that dominant start. Sonny Gray was just as dominant out of the bullpen over his three innings, which, again, you can't go apples and apples there. But, um, hey, end of the day, it is what it is. Um, and most Are you excited for? Most importantly, he looked good, man. Yeah, are you excited for if Lance Lynn doesn't have a great start? People are going to say, well, Sonny's a different pitcher now. He went to the bullpen. He learned how to attack. Start him. Are you excited for that? No, I mean, that's an absolute nightmare, obviously. Um, I will say, I mean, I will I feel like people think this is putting my neck out there. Um, if you don't think Sonny Gray's getting another start this year, I think you're out of your mind. I just think with injuries and stuff, I – I think yeah, somewhere along the way. Yeah, a busy schedule like Sunny Gray is going to get a start at some point, and again, who knows how that goes. More importantly, it just keep twirling it, Sunny. And again, baseball is one of these weird things where, you know, where does the narrative land? You know, what if Sunny Gray gives us two more of these? Now Sunny Gray's our secret weapon out of the bullpen going forward, and. People are amped up about him warming up in the pin, like, oh, we got super sunny getting ready. Um, so it's it's just a funny sport, man. And hey, I kudos to him. 
How how easy would it have been for him to give up one pitch that could have lost that game? Jason Shreve will show you. Oh, yeah, instantly. I mean, man, on the road. I, again, I know the White Sox aren't much, but you you leave one fastball up or hang one curveball, and now it's, you know, Sonny Gray's <laughs> garbage again. He's terrible. We don't want to see him. Well, to go even deeper, like, take away the pitching – the look in his eye was different. I had yeah. a tiger, man. Well, tiger cub, Sonny, and also how pumped up he was afterwards. Yeah. And just weird, man. I mean, obviously you and me's athletic prowess has never took off, but, like, where was that? Yeah, where was that, right? Like, why did, we have to, why did you have to get so demoralized and, like, replaced to find that? And he said, like, in his bullpen, he was, like, warming up. He was like, man, this isn't a lot of time to warm up. This is kind of different. Fuck it. I just got to throw. That's what he said in his postgame. And it's like, yes, honey. Been trying to tell you that for a long time. Yeah, it's one it, of those, like, know. actually, hey, maybe actually read Twitter. <laughs> maybe that help an athlete. <laughs> All right. My uh, first regular old award is the uh, timeout, not bad, award. Ooh. Disco? No, Anduhar. Okay, good. I I was hoping Anduhar was going to get an award, but I wasn't going to give him one. Anduhar got put in timeout. Boone says he didn't, but he did. He had a bad defensive series. Boone, like, I, I did a whole video on it. Boone danced around an answer where he basically said Anduhar's defense is bad. And he got put in timeout. Two starts, didn't play at third. Walker played at third. And this is an interesting conversation I want to get into after I talk about Andor's play first. But DH two games in a row did pretty well. I mean, he had the home run game two as a DH and the game winning hit. He's still getting involved. Uh, three hits on the series with two walks, two RBIs, three uh, a run scored. But anyway, he so he didn't let it phase him on the offensive side. He comes in the third game. The first ball that gets hit his way bobbles. Could have been double play, messes up. Then he gets a hot shot, and you can see the confidence tick in. He got a hot shot diving play. You could see a smile come back and lit a little bit. And so I want to acknowledge Andy Hart handling the situation well, hitting well, helping the team win. Like that second game was all Andy Hart offensively, injured Carlo. But big job by Andy Hart. But I want to talk about the dilemma they have right now because. Andor's defense can hurt you in a game. Walker's defense can help you over Andor's. Walker's de- Walker at third helps you win defensively more than Andor at third. I think until Judge comes back with that DH spot open, we may see them splitting time. But the dilemma is, well, how does that that hurts Andor's development going forward? So what do you think? How it's, often are we going to see Walker at third? It's a yes yes and no thing. We we forget, and I, they said something on the broadcast today, but I mean, the three-hour baseball game is like one-third of these guys' day at the office. Like, it's kind of checking in, getting healthy and all that stuff, but it's also, you know, getting your swing right and working on different things. I mean, if you don't think they've made it loud and clear to Miguel Andujar that he has to get better at third base if he wants to play that for the New York Yankees, I mean, 
you're wrong. Like that's <laughs> that's clearly the message. Um, so Miguel Andujar not starting at third doesn't mean he's not like working on getting better and like losing out on crazy game experience. It's not like we're benching him for the year. I mean, I'm guessing they're kind of going to do like in every other thing we saw two and one this series, but um, I think it's going to be like uh, they'll give him a little bit like, dude, you're, you're going to have to earn third base back. And it really doesn't matter that you have the highest batting average on the team and you're, you know, you're leading rookies in this and that, like we need you to play good defense at third. And if you can't do that, you will lose time to, to Neil Walker eventually. Um, Who's hitting like on fire. He's batting like three sixty since, since he's the break and all that shit too. Yeah. And I, um, God, I was going to give Neil my next award, but I'll bail on it just cause I want to do the spiel and I give Neil too many awards anyways. But, um, dude, it, all the consummate professional stuff. Neil Walker's a guy who didn't really play third base this year, and how sound does he look there? And uh, game one, he had, or game two, he had a lot of good plays. Yeah, just snaring balls and making it look easy, like playing in shift positions and stuff. Um, and I mean, that's that's a ball player, dude. That's um, that's the guy on your team that you know you put him in a position to do something, and you just feel confident in it. And now he's doing that at the plate, too, or at least on the left side of the plate. Um, and, uh, man, when he poked that home run, it was 429 feet. That was the first time we saw, like, happy Glaber in a while. Glaber went nuts in the dugout. And it was, it's the typical, the old guy. On I think Glaber's laughing at him. Yeah, It's yeah. the old it's guy little... on your team that you're like, okay, you're the old guy on our team. I, I get why you're here, but I'm young. I'm talented, you know. And then Glaber saw him go to deep, like, center, 430. And it's kind of one of those, like, you're stoked for the guy, and you're like, okay, dude, like, you, you can still bring that. Like, the, I didn't. I think, if Neil, th- I think if Neil sees Glaber's reaction, he's a bit insulted. Oh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And it's like, and, like, why are you so excited? And then why Neil are you co- so excited? Yeah, Neil comes <laughs> back with the, like, yeah, you know, I, I see a young fella, and then. Neil's very religious, and he says, you know, that's this is all God's plan. But that kind of brings things back to earth a little bit. Um, I got to make a disco video, though, which are but yeah, I was, the best videos. My next award was going to be the Fuck Tyler Wade Award, and that was going to go to Neil Walker because <laughs> that's <laughs> it's kind of what Neil Walker's been doing and <laughs> what the organization wanted Tyler Wade to do. So are, do you still want to have that be your award, put that on the record, or are you going to do another award? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone I really want to give it to. Um, God, the the only other guy that jumps out... Um, you know what? Well, can you give me a hint who your next award was going to be? No. Is it a pitcher? Yeah. Is it a reliever? Yeah. Fuck. Is it, are they tall? Yeah. Is their first name Dellen? Yes. Damn it. All right. I won't give that award then. I'll, I'll give the fuck Tyler Wade award then. Just cause, uh, dude, Neil's look great. I've, I've been preaching about lineup depth. I don't even know why anymore. I guess that's very important in my head movies. Um, but dude, I've, Neil Walker hitting seven hole doing what he's doing right now is impactful. 
That's that's a tough dude. The way he's stroking it right now, he's a two through five guy in a lot of lineups. And when we can have him seventh hole, that's very impactful. Playing second, third, and first. This this is the guy that I was gushing about to start the year that made me look like an idiot, and now he's doing it. So he's turned us. He's flipped us on our heads a couple times. So who do you think? Who's your next award going to then? My next award is going to. Uh, Dirtiest man on the team award. I was going filth. I was just going straight filth. Oh, wow. Straight filth. Dude, Dylan Batansis, okay, in his last 31 innings, 31 games, because Boone realized that he should just go one inning at a right. time. And so in his last 31 games, 31 innings pitched, May 12th. Okay, so we're going back to May 12th. May 12th. If you're unfamiliar... That means all of June, all of July, half of May, and basically somewhat half of August now. No, first first week of August maybe, okay? So it's a good amount of time. It's a good amount of time. Yeah. Just under three months. 31 innings pitched, 0.58 ERA. 0.58 ERA, 0 point nine zero batting average against zero point nine zero batting average against 31 innings pitched nine hits two earned runs come on that's incredible incredible dude it's so it's the second game of an august set Against the series against the White Sox, so I get that, dude. I'm I'm not an advanced scout. I'm <laughs> not much of anything. <laughs> you put that tape against almost anyone that's ever done it, <laughs> and it stands. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think you could point at anything else and be like, "Oh, that's clearly better." Like, it was silly. And he, it was he just so locked in and so different than the skitsy Dellen we saw last year. And just like, just like gawking, I guess that's the word. Or like, it, it just felt like every, everyone, fans and everyone became the scout seeing a prospect with something like special that they haven't seen before. Just silly. The breaking balls, Higgy couldn't even catch him. No. And no one like and you, think you don't you could blame catch, him. Do you think you could catch? Do you think you could catch those breaking balls? Yeah. What was it? <laughs> me? You? No, dude. Dude, I never knew how catchers do it. I don't know if I blink too much. I'd like, love. I can't to give that a shot. Can't catch. No, I, I would I, love I, to I watch you give that a shot. Yeah, if we ever have a chance, like, okay, I'll put on all the gear. I want to catch your breaking balls. I'd love to do that. This is a little mean, but I want him to throw you, like, five pitches and you don't know which one the breaking ball is going to be. That's – you can't do that. Which is – it's almost ensuring you get hurt. That's why I said it's mean. Okay, well, that's okay as long as you just can't do it the opposite. I can't be sitting curve and then you throw me a fastball. Yeah, I kind of want that too, man. Benson did that to me freshman year, and it hit me right in the face. Fucking sucked. If Batances agrees to 
No, I think you, that's like a very big injury risk. So, no, we won't do that to you. But um, I'd yeah, put dude. on the pads and catch Dallin for fun. If you gave me 10 deli curveballs, I think I'd catch one. All right, cool. I mean, you're a catcher. I'd, there I'd we gi- go. I'd give, I'd give you four. I caught when I was 14 years old. <laughs> you're a catcher. Yeah, but you liked it. <laughs> You you started oh, you it. started seeing pitches in the eighties. Yeah, Benson threw eighty. He hit me in the square in the face with an eighty mile per hour fastball yeah. when I was fourteen yeah. years old because I thought a curveball was coming. Sucked. Sharky used to reach that, but he hated you because you couldn't catch him. So I guess here we are. Well, he's he's he spiked his curveball like like Jaime Garcia. I was like, dude, come on, this is summer ball. <laughs> We're teenagers. Let's quit spiking your curveball. Love shark. Just reach. They can't hit it, man. It's a really good pitch. They can't hit it. Like, can't hit it. Can't you catch throw it. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Dylan Batanz gets the uh, dirtiest man on the team award. It's been fun to watch him, and I hope it continues. Don't fall off the table on us, Dylan, because Britain's a question mark. So who's your last award? And then we have a fun game we're playing real quick. I did both, mine, dude. So did you? Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, you ready for the fun game? Fun game. This was requested. I think it's a good idea. I'm going to go down a list of players, right? And you're going to tell me if you're confident they will help the team throughout the rest of the season or if you're worried. So what what are my answers going to be? What do you think they should be? What should confident be? Uh, confident, not confident. That's boring, though. Um, ooh. I don't know. Uh... Jeter, Sonny Gray? No, that's not fair. No, I was thinking more of the lines like, uh, oh, oh, he's good. Okay, confident, non-confident it is. Okay, you ready? One, two, three. Brett Gardner. Confident. Confident. Aaron Judge. Confident. You're not a little worried that he comes back, his hand's hurting him, he's not at full strength? No, because I, I don't think they would put him in that position. It means too much this year and long term to to do that. They have been they have been pretty bad about it. They they mishandled Bird, they mishandled Castro last year, Gary this year, Glaber might still be a little nicked up right now, but okay, I'm confident in Judge too. All right, Gary Sanchez. Um I mean not confident. How how could you be? Worried about it. That's the answer. Worried about it. I mean you it's it's more than fair to be. Show show us something. Glaber Torres. Uh, this will probably be the hot take. Not confident. He's. I'm confident. He he needs to regain. He, he needs to regain his good young guy mentality before I start giving him love. Like I'm confident. I'm confident show, that this. Show me you're going to hustle on grounders. Show me you're going to put keep the ball in front of your body. Show me that, and I'll believe in all the special stuff you can do. Anduhar. I'm confident. I'm confident in what he can do. I guess that's a loaded question. No, confident that he's going to help the team the rest of the year. Yes, confident. I am confident Anduhar as well. I love Anduhar in the in the box. Greg Bird. Ooh. 
Worried about you. This is a worried about you. Yeah, this is. I love. This is I, lo- a, I love if, Greg. If there I'm was a middle area, club, this 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 would be the middle area because it's external stuff. It's almost like you said, the pressure on the first at bat every game. Um, but I mean, I'm confident he's going to be the best option. So yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, Neil Walker. Confident man, he's gonna do Neil. Although I said this before the year, and you you tried to defend it because you're a human idiot. From the right side of the plate, he's not bringing much right now. Yes, but what about when Glaber or Judge is back, DH is locked up, and Neil can't get everyday playing time anymore? Dude, it's the it's the Drury role, it's the Tyler Wade role that Cashman's been dreaming for like years now when Zobrist originally did it and we talked about not getting the quote unquote perfect lineup, but you give him a you give him a start at third, you give him a start at second, you give him a start at first. You there's gonna be ways to get him at bats. And he's he's also now showed the team that he deserves those regular at bats. I agree with that. I'm confident with Walker. Giancarlo Stanton. Confident. Aaron, uh, confident. Aaron Hicks. If I could give a middle area, I would, but he's shown me nothing that should make me not say confident. And he's 100% falls into confident there's not a better option. Oh, yeah. I mean, cle- clearly the better option. I mean, I... No, I'm confident, Hicks. I think we he's earned that. He, I mean, he has. He, he totally has. I, I have my bugaboos, but that's to everyone, to each their own, you know. Luke Voigt. <laughs> no, dude, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not doing it. Austin Romine. But you know what? I hope they're right at some point. I hope it turns Obviously, out like root for people. I hope. I hope it turns out the advanced scouts really did see something in Luke Voigt, because otherwise, this is like a dumb move. Like a dumb move. Really dumb. Dumb. Which you can't say Austin about Romine. a lot of the stuff the Yankees have done. Yeah. Austin Romine. Confident, man. He's he's going to do him. Have you seen the stance has gotten less inverted? Yeah. And his swing's changed. He's definitely not the same guy he used to be. But he came through with runners in scoring position, two outs, or I don't know if there's two outs, runners in scoring position, again, in the third game of this. So I'm confident Romine's going to do enough. Like, he, he needed to do the inverted thing to, like, talk himself into that he could hit normally. He's almost not inverted anymore. Yeah. Um, and he threw another runner out. Yeah. A lot of help from Glaber having, like, the best tags in the world. Sure. Okay, let's move on to some pitchers. We're not going to do everyone. Are you confident this person is going to help the Yankees for the rest of the season? J.A. Happ. Yeah, yes. I'm split back. I loved what I saw for the first start, but I, I, mean, I don't know enough about him. Lance Lynn? He's done nothing but show, but yes. But like to, to put Lance Lynn up on this pedestal just because of his machismo over Jay Happ is silly. He really is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give him confidence yet. We'll come back. We might do this in like a couple so more what series. Are you You're saying no confident then because there's no, there's no middle area. Yeah, there's no middle area. Happ and Lynn are still got to see. No, that's the middle area. We just said you can't do that. Not confident. You're not gotta confident. See. Okay. That they're going to help the team the rest of the way? No, I, that's, I do not know that. CeCe Sabathia. 
Mm. Confident. Confident as well. Big game pitcher. I think he's going to. He's he's gone through his slumps before. I think he's going to come out of it. There's I there's mean, just going to be. We are blinded. We might be blinded by bias, but there's. I don't know if it's Sonny Gray stepping up or the pin figuring it out a little more. But we're going to start seeing the CC Sabathia like four inning games, and that's it. Yeah, Luis Severino. Confident. He said confidently. <laughs> we we did see another step in the right direction from Sebi in this series. I think it's and, gonna. Uh, got, he his slider was back. Swing and misses were back. I th- I think there was either a little mechanical thing, a little tip in the pitches, maybe a little bit of everything. But again, like like I keep mentioning with this schedule, I think that might be the biggest blessing for him that. You know, if this Luis Severino we saw today was against one of the better teams in the league, you're not seeing seven inning pitch eight Ks. But I think you can build up the confidence, figure out the tweaks, and get it rolling. Um, so that once one, he's got a month to like really figure it out, which is awesome. And I think by then he's going to be rolling. Masahiro Tanaka. Confident. Blindly confident. confident. Maybe the most confident so far. Sonny Gray. Help the team. No, you can't say confident as much as I'd want can't to. Say it. You can't you say You want confident. to because you just did that, but you can't say it. No. All right, there you go. Confident or not confident. Maybe we'll retouch that again in a couple weeks and see where we stand. If we don't and you want us to, tweet at me and tell us to. Cool. Because it's, it's baseball, it's a long season, and that is, that is a roller coaster. All right, so we have the Rangers, a four-game set starting tomorrow. Uh, we're running long. Let's not even go into everything about it, but it's going to be good. Yeah, four-game Jay Rangers Happ's set. going to start. We're going to get uh, – I think Chance Adams is going to have to le- – what's that? I was just I – was, I was cutting through it. Four-game Rangers start. <laughs> Chance Adams, yeah, dude. Who are you? I don't, is he getting a start? I think Sonny in the bullpen might have just – bump chance i think it's a good because there's no off day it's a good chance to go to a six-man rotation as if there is an off day and play start another pitcher but do you do you maneuver it so it's sunny on the last day now or i don't know sunny's good internet's still out so i i can't look up the probables so they're not on there um yeah i mean they're all to be it's 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 a maybe it would be again I think we it, it, Cashman pulls a lot of the strings we if if you don't know this know this and I mean they slipped into that little six man last year around this time so yeah I wouldn't be shocked by that at all the probables on Yankees says Jay Happ Tanaka Lance Lynn CC Sabathia so. They don't say it, but yeah, I think I think when Hap is reinstated, Chance is going to get sent down tomorrow morning. Probably makes or sense this morning. Yeah. All right, that's the rest of this show. That's the end of it. Thank you very much for listening. Um, it's it's a good it's a good good series heading in the right direction. I really hope we run the table here and just like go on a crazy stretch. My worry was we weren't going to get hot until Judge came back. And, like, the play wasn't amazing, but we won three games without Judge, so let's just keep winning. And I, the, the third game today, 
I mean, they went down early, but after that, they were clearly the dominant, better team, and you'd you'd like to see that continue. Um, late final shout out for me to everyone that left arugula reviews because I I was getting pretty wonky and asked for that. I'm not I'm not even gonna beg reviews today. If you want to leave one, awesome. But the the feedback was so good that maybe maybe one episode a month I'll I'll sneak something in there and we'll. We'll we'll factor that into a T-shirt giveaway or something like that. Magic Sam from Orlando DM'd me after he said, "Can't wait for talking Yanks. Let me know what type of green we are leaving in the review." Made me laugh. Nice, veggie. So hashtag yeah, Rudy, veggies. Uh, hashtag veggies. All right. Thank you very much for listening. That's the end of the show. Ooh, it's two a.m. I got to edit this now. I hate eight o'clock. Yeah. End of series games. What? A, why did the Yankees? Ne- why didn't they get a getaway day today? I don't understand that. Tough. Makes no sense. All right, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Hope everyone has a great day. Versus the Texas Rangers. Get excited. Get excited. Let's win. Let's win. Let's win. Let's win. Go J Hap. A big start from J Hap here can do wonders because then you have Tanaka and then and then Lynn. Let's build good starting pitching. Got three good starts, so let's build it. Just keep building, keep building. And this building. my conf, my confident in Jay Happ thing is like, I think Jay Happ's worst case is like a six inning four run guy. That's who he is. So, well, but we've never seen what he can do after hand, after hand foot and mouth disease. We don't know. We've never seen him pitch after maybe he's incredible. Hand, foot, it's mouth a rookie disease. situation. Some sort of like the disease helped him. Superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Yanks.